I huddled there in the dark, listening to the strange noises and expecting the door to be thrown open at any moment. But the door was never opened. Instead, whatever was blocking the door just seemed to move away, and everything was quiet. Even so, it was a while before I gathered enough courage to nudge the door open. Given the surroundings, the creak it made sounded like a roar. I stopped pushing and waited a while for some reaction to the sound. When there was nothing, I again pushed gently on the door. This time I managed to push the door fully open. Before moving out of the cabinet, I listened for the sound of the people responsible for this bloodbath. There was only silence. Eventually, I managed to unfold myself from the cabinet and step outside. The first thing I stepped in was a wide pool of blood. The entire cabinet door was covered in blood, and, as I discovered to my horror, so was my hand. All of a sudden, getting my hand clean of the blood was the only thing that mattered. I scrambled to the back of the room and over to a large wash basin, which was obviously used for cleaning the coffee pots, as some were still piled next to it. I twisted the knob and was grateful for the scalding hot water that shot out. I scrubbed my hand with a brush that was next to the sink. After my hand was raw from the brushing and the hot water, I felt some calm returning to me. I grabbed a dish towel and was drying my hands as I turned to survey the scene. The young waitress was on her back with her hips twisted one way and her head strangely twisted the other way. As I moved closer, I could see that her eyes were open and staring unblinkingly at the ceiling. Nothing about her suggested any sign of life. In the next instant, my assumption was immediately wiped away as I caught a slight shiver from her foot inside her blood-stained white tennis shoe. The movement did not fit in the scheme of things. Everything I saw signaled a corpse. The still pool of blood beneath her, the sightless eyes, and the grotesque angle of her head all painted a picture of a violent death. My rational mind managed to explain away the movement as simple muscle spasms, and that explanation satisfied me, until she tried to get up. The young woman moved from side to side and raised her head. Her neck was still bent awkwardly to the left. I was struggling to make sense of what I was seeing when she spoke. Uh, What happened to me? She stuttered and slurred, but her words could be understood. Her eyes were still glassy as she slowly turned her head to look at me. It took me a few seconds to respond. Replying to someone who was just a moment earlier to all appearances dead has a way of taking your breath away. Eventually, I managed to say, Well, I I don't really know. I, I came in and there was a man in airport coveralls named James and... I feel cold. She muttered slowly, as if she had not heard me. Sluggishly and with difficulty, she raised herself at the waist. She looked down at her bloody body surveying the damage. Until this point, I had not noticed that her right shoulder looked as if a bite had torn away a chunk of the flesh, and her left cheek had four parallel deep scratches, as if fingernails had ripped down the side of her face. I couldn't see other wounds, 
but blood covered most of her light green uniform, making it look black. You shouldn't move, I yelled. Don't move. I'll go find a doctor. I was standing a few feet from her, but somehow she managed to twist around and reach my leg. I felt her hand grab hard into the skin of my calf. No, stay here. She hissed as I yanked my leg free and backed away. You need a doctor, I cried out as I spun around to leave. When I reached the doorway, I looked back at her. She was still struggling to stand even as she slid her body toward me. A trail of smeared blood stayed on the white tile floor behind her. Stay. She hissed again, but I was already out the door.